Hey, Wellness Warriors, welcome back to the show. This is What Makes Me Well, and I'm your host, Asada Jones. I know we're nearing the end of the month, but I'm going to say it anyway. Happy New Year, Warriors. (laughs) I hope everyone had a safe and happy and COVID-free holiday. I am recording this episode a few days before New Year's Eve, um, and I don't really have any solid plans, but I'm hoping that I can score access to a rooftop so that I can watch some fireworks downtown. So fingers crossed that that actually happened. We'll see what happened when this uh, when this episode airs. <laughs> Uh, So I am writing solo this episode, and if you're listening for the first time, welcome, welcome. Usually, I am sitting down with a special guest, and we discuss an aspect of their life that supports their well-being, and it's a good time if I do say so myself, so I highly recommend that you go back and that you listen to the older episodes and of course, subscribing to the podcast and, you know, leaving a review and rating it if that's an option on your podcast platform. That last part, the reviewing and rating, that goes for established listeners too. So if you haven't already, go ahead and leave a review on Apple iTunes or better yet, share this podcast with a friend or share it on your Instagram story or on your Facebook timeline. Just the more people know about this podcast, the better. And every little bit helps. Every share, every like, every follow, all that stuff. Um, Okay, so what was I saying? Yeah, I'm I'm already off track. Right. I'm writing solo this episode. (laughs) Uh, So I thought this time around, this solo episode, I would talk about the top three things I did to support my well-being during 2020. And you know, I do things routinely to support my well-being, but these three things were newly introduced in 2020, and I do not think I would have made it through 2020 without those three things. Um, But before I get started on those, a little bit of housekeeping. I want to send a big shout out to my Be Well patrons over on Patreon. So big shout out to Kristen, to Nadia, to Sophia, Thank you. Thank you for being part of the top tier patrons. I am so thankful for you, especially to the OG Nadia. Nadia, girl, you were the first person to join. You're the best. I love you so much. (laughs) Uh, To all of the patrons, I hope that you are enjoying that new money mindset affirmation guide and that you'll be making use of that Patreon only promo code I shared with you on Christmas Eve for $10 off your one-on-one yoga sessions with me. You can redeem that promo code and schedule your free consultation all at asadajones.com. Speaking of my new website, Wellness Warriors, if you haven't already, check out my new website. From there, you can book a consultation with me. You can join in weekly group yoga classes. You can, like I mentioned before, schedule your private one-on-one yoga session with me or your guided meditation session. You could also shop for on-demand yoga classes and sign up to be a Patreon. So it's kind of a one-stop shop, like a nice little hub of all of the things that I offer. So I'm really excited about it. I hope you all check it out. Okay, so 2020. Whew, what a crap-ass year, am I right? (laughs) I mean, yeah, there were some highlights for sure, but I don't 
I don't know anybody who walked away from this past year without a scar or two. I mean, I know my home was certainly changed. Andrew and I, each in our own way and at different times, went through growing pains and life lessons and like full-on come-to-Jesus moments. And I mean, I won't speak for him, but it was hard for me to process and balance everything that was going on you know, globally with COVID and Black Lives Matter and the election along with what was happening with me internally and emotionally. Um, you know, when businesses shut down and I wasn't able to see my yoga clients or teach pole classes, I really came to see how much I tied my self-worth to how much work I do. And I think I talked about that on a previous podcast episode. I know I have talked about this on previous podcast episodes, and, you know, in hindsight, it it seems almost like a joke, you know, especially looking at my history. It's like, well, yeah, of, of course, girl. Like, of course you're going to behave this way. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a bit sobering. Um, another thing that happened last year that I think most people will be able to identify with is that I had the opportunity to recognize the relationships that I had in my life that were a bit unbalanced and were unfulfilling. And that was another sobering moment, especially the part when I came to terms with how I played my part in those relationships. Like they were unfulfilling, they were unhealthy, but I also played an active role in making them unfulfilling and un, un, un <laughs> that's hard to say, unfulfilling and unhealthy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those were a few aha moments that I had, and there were quite a few throughout the year. And navigating all of it, all of the emotional twists and turns, like I said, was tough. But I know the only way I managed to make it through 2020 was by doing these three things. I'll start with number three. I began to reparent myself. So here's the thing, wellness warriors. You know how you can know about something and you can know that it's important and you can know that you should incorporate this particular thing in your life and you still don't? Yeah, <laughs> that was me with the concept of reparenting myself. And um, just so everyone's up to speed, reparenting yourself is the act of giving yourself what you didn't receive as a child. And I'm talking about deeper level things, not vanity things like objects or gifts. I'm talking about fundamental things. So yeah, I knew reparenting myself was important and I knew that I should do it. I knew why I needed to do it. And I even knew the areas in which I should start reparenting myself in. But had I made any real effort to reparent myself in those areas? No, I didn't. I obviously wasn't ready to until a few months ago. And you know, much like everything else, it's a daily work in progress. I've come to terms with why I was resistant to reparent myself in certain areas, and I've begun to read and listen to some amazing audiobooks on the topic. They've taught me so much about myself and have given me the tools to start to treat myself better. Um, it's kind of weird how 
you think you're doing just fine and then you pull out one string and <laughs> kind of it all starts to unravel. But um, I guess that's, you know, the beauty in in creating something new is that you have to tear down what was there. So anywho, I will leave the title of those books in the show notes um, if anybody wants to check them out because I highly recommend them. All right, moving on to number two. Speaking of books, I began to write my own book. It is possibly the most terrifying and the most vulnerable thing that I have ever done. And to be perfectly honest, I have no idea if this will ever be released to the public. But regardless, I began to write my first book this year. Um, so far, it's a collection of journal entries and letters that I've written, and they're mostly about my feelings about becoming a mom and co-parenting a biracial child. Um, so yeah, it's like super light, super easy read. I'm just kidding. It's definitely not. It's been a healing process to write this book, and it's given me the opportunity to reflect on old feelings that I've had and to reevaluate them and see if they're still true today, if they still fit who I am today and who um, I hope to be becoming. Um, I'm realizing that this book is also giving me an opportunity to get clear on where I want to be emotionally by the time I'm finished writing the book. Um, so that's really cool. What I'm finding is the hard part in all of this, I mean, besides the writing part, is that it's really hard to stand by your words when you know they will eventually be critiqued. And I mean, as I say that, I realize the same thing can be said about this podcast, but something feels a little bit different with a book. Um, it feels a little bit more permanent. Um, but, you know, I mean, I'm still going to do it anyway. I've had multiple conversations with Andrew about me second guessing it, um, but I'm still going to do it. Perfectionist tendencies be damned and fear of judgment be damned. I'm writing a book, y'all. <laughs> All right. So number one, the best thing I did for myself this year was to join a 12-step fellowship for codependence. All right, so warriors, it is no surprise that I am a believer in therapy and that I think that talking to a licensed professional about your mental health struggles, I mean, in just your life is something that we should all be doing. Um, so for me, when things came to a head, uh, I think it was like around the summer, I found that I needed more support than the monthly sessions that I had been scheduling with my therapist. It was an issue of budget on one hand, but also I felt that the type of support that I needed was different than the type of support that my therapist was giving me and frankly should be giving me. So on the suggestion of a good friend, I decided to attend an online group support meeting for codependence. Um, so I do want to say that I have attended group support meetings before. I was in Al-Anon at one point. Um, and for those of you that don't know, Al-Anon is a group support program for people who love and care for an addict. Um, usually an alcoholic, but truly any type of addict will do. Um, <laughs> but I had always found myself not connecting 100% with the program in Al-Anon because for me, at the time that I was attending those meetings, 
the addicts weren't living with me. I was an adult. I was living my own life apart from the addict and away from the drama and the trauma. So the program didn't really click for me, and I didn't really understand why. I didn't understand until I went to a CODA meeting, and that clicked. I realized that up until now, I had been coming to terms with my past and learning to heal from past traumas that I'd neglected to learn how to thrive in my life and actually live my life post-trauma. And as I say that, I wish I could find the words that sound less like I'm blaming myself for not inherently knowing how to do these things, but I don't know, they they escape me right now. Um, and I know intellectually that these things are taught to children, and I just have to reparent myself in this department. And that's exactly what CODA is helping me with. So yeah, wow. Look at me doing self-care in real time. Um, that was me giving myself some grace and forgiving myself. Wow, that was great. <laughs> Oh, anywho, so yeah, CODA has been really helpful for adult Asada. Working the program along with therapy is giving me the support I need to continue to heal while also providing new tools to have a healthier relationship with myself and others as an adult. I am so thankful for this program and I am so grateful to be in it. I have gained so many insights in the time that I've been in it and the group support aspect of it all has been extremely, extremely helpful. So listeners, if you have any questions about a meeting for codependence or if you have questions about what codependency is, if you think you might be a codependent and you want to chat about it, send me a DM or email me at whatmakesmewell at gmail.com. I will be more than happy to talk to you about it a little bit more and um, point you in the right direction. All right, Wellness Warriors, that's all I have for you this episode. I'll be back soon with a new interview, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you loved it, rate the show and leave a review for it. You can also help support the show by sharing this podcast with someone you know who's interested in supporting their holistic well-being. As always, don't forget to follow the show on Instagram and Facebook. That's right, we have a Facebook page now. Check it out and follow it. It's at What Makes Me Well on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also follow me on the social media channels. I'm at a.joneswellness. And don't forget to check out my new website. It's asadajones.com. While you're there, warriors, sign up for my newsletter. When you do, you get a free well-being self-assessment download. I created this well-being self-assessment as a tool to gauge where you are within each pillar of well-being. I think it's a great tool to provide you with clarity on which areas of your life may need some extra attention. You can also shop for guided meditations, yoga classes, and a cultivating financial health affirmation guide. I was so inspired by my interview with debt-free money coach and millennial money guide Ayana Campbell-Smith that I created this auditory guide with a few of my favorite financial health affirmations on it. I think they're great for getting you into that money mindset every day and to help set the tone for you to win with your money. I hope you check it out, asadajones.com. All right, until next time, be brave, be light, be well. <laughs>